Welcome to Soundtrack Your Life, a podcast about soundtracks, music, and movies. Each episode features a guest and focuses on a specific soundtrack and the personal stories connected to it. Now here's your host, Ryan Pack. Hello and welcome to the first ever Soundtrack Your Life B-Sides episode, or more commonly known as the Outtakes episode. My name is Ryan Pack. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Today we're going to debut some clips from past episodes. Uh, these stories didn't make the cut for whatever reason. Let's kick things off with a clip from our latest episode, Train Spotting, with Brandis Wilson and Nicole Barlow. This clip is us talking about Danny Boyle's latest film, Yesterday. None of us have actually seen Yesterday, so if there are factual errors about the plot, please keep that in mind. I saw so many ads for it to the point where it was one of those situations where when I saw like the first the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I really want to see it. Second time I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to see that. By the 54th time I saw the trailer, I was like, I have absolutely no need to see this. I've already seen it in trailers. <laughs> I know how I felt, too. I was like, OK, I think I, I think I get it. Uh, this guy is going to write Beatles songs and be really popular and then somehow it's going to end. Yeah, that happens to me for like every movie. I get like really piqued by like the trailers and like interested and then they just oversaturate. And then I'm like, nope, don't need to see the film. I'm done. I'm done. So never actually saw yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see it. I think the first time I saw the trailer, um, I was kind of disgusted by the premise. <laughs> disgusted. And then I saw that Dan and then I saw Danny Boyle directed it and I was really confused. It seems so lighthearted. For him, like, is nobody getting, like, kicked in the nuts or going down a toilet? Or... I'm sure there are a few toilet scenes in there. You just have to watch it and see. Yeah, Ed Sheeran's in the movie, so I'm sure there's a toilet scene. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the premise disgust you? That's such a strongly worded statement. It just seemed like such a, like, schmaltzy sort of... I don't know, it... It reminds me of those movies in the 80s where, like, someone wishes they had, like, a different kind of life, <laughs> and then they wake up, and then they have a different kind of life, and then they realize that they wanted their, like, boring, normal life to be, you know, it's one of those sort of, you know, fantasy sort of movies, like, identity switch movies. Freaky Friday. Yeah, but, like, with a very specific, like, like, you know, Freaky Friday is like, oh, I get to see things from the adult perspective, you know, being a kid and then the parent gets to see the child's perspective. Like that's got a little bit of, you know, I don't know. There's, there's, there's uh, like a relatableness to that, but to be like, Oh, I, I wonder what it would be like if I wrote all the Beatles songs instead of the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> like what's interesting about that? Also, I just have to question the logic of whether or not those songs would still be like monumental hits. Sorry. If they were like taken out of context in time. Out, out of context in the year 2020. I don't know. I don't know. With no auto tune. Right. 
I think timing is absolutely pivotal when it comes to music. I mean, so many people who like mainstream music and that's as far as they reach think that mainstream music is the only good music. Like the number of times that I've heard that like a certain genre isn't cool anymore and therefore like it's not good. I mean, it makes me want to gag anyway, but like that I think is just like tells you that like, no, like the Beatles would not have like soared in any other time other than when the Beatles soared. Yeah, I'm with you. And in terms of Danny Boyle making this movie in the fucking first place, like, I don't know how you go from making a movie about heroin addiction with like, Primal Scream and Underworld on the soundtrack. And then you make a movie about the Beatles, which I'm sorry, are just kind of them. That's the most milk toast choice. Maybe right, I mean, that's why? He just really needed like a family friendly move like the he needed the disney channel audience to just tune in i don't know maybe he just like really wanted to say that he didn't like the beatles so he was like look even this average guy could have like played the beatles songs like they're not special maybe oh, that was his moral to the world twist <laughs> but like there's so many holes in the you can poke so many holes in the logic of that premise like it's assuming that like it's like Danny Boyle ha- hasn't heard of YouTube. Like you don't think there's millions of Beatles covers on YouTube? Like those all disappeared too? Like like how how does this blackout thing work where no one remembers the Beatles except him? Yeah, I think you definitely just have to like accept this new reality that they make and just like go from there. Not ask too many questions. Again, haven't seen the movie, but I would assume it's just the Beatles never existed. Go. Just accept it. Move on. <laughs> But according to the trailer, I think he gets really popular and then like Paul McCartney like is trying to get a hold of him and being like, why'd you steal my brain or something like that? Stop. What? Seriously? I didn't know that. I thought it was literally just like oh. Beatles never existed. So like Paul McCartney was like, you know, worked at like a subway stop or something. No, I think in the trailer. So he gets really popular for rewriting these songs. And then I guess the world starts like snapping out of it and like Ringo and Paul are like furious that this guy has stolen their ideas or something. Uh, that makes it worse. I thought the premise was like they got all of the Beatles members got like wiped. They're just yeah, they don't exist. Not even that they like they are regular people and John Lennon's still alive, like I don't know, working at like a McDonald's or something. <laughs> For this next clip, we go all the way back to episode five, Baby Driver with Phil Bertolfo. In this clip, I tell Phil about how pleasantly surprised I was when I had to see Lionel Richie live. I, I actually saw Lionel Richie in concert. Really? Yeah. So he was when? one of the he-, he was one of the headliners at um, Outside Lands a couple two or three years ago. Oh, okay. And at first, we were like Lionel Richie, like. I guess, but then when, but you know, it, it's the last night of the festival, you know, um, so he's closing the thing down and, you know, he has, he has hits for days, you know, so he, he plays a lot of Commodore stuff. Like he knows what you want. Yeah. So, you know, he, he sang easy and he did brick house and, um, the, the one, that, two punch. Uh, the, 
that actually sounds like a really fun time <laughs> yeah yeah at first it sounds like oh so lame because he's just gonna do hello for an hour and a half but then it's like no he's gonna do a bunch of commodore songs yeah and, and then, then when he gets to hello you'll fucking cry <laughs> right and then he was like I'm going to do a song that I wrote with my friend Michael Jackson. And I was like, oh, I never, I never, I never thought that I would hear We Are the World live. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was uh, like, oh, this is cool. Man. Yeah. Now I, now I want to watch Lionel Richie. It, um, it was, it was well worth the money. <laughs> this next clip is from episode six, Dave Chappelle's block party with Beverly and Cena. In this clip, Beverly and I talk about how going to Chance the Rapper concerts actually made us feel pretty old as hip-hop fans. But it reminded me of the time we went to see Chance on his Family Matters tour, and they played the Family Matters theme song, and, like, the kids there were, like, confused. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, my God, you guys don't know what this is? (laughs) Yeah. That was that was kind of a weird show to be at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the children there were a little obnoxious to be around. Yeah, but I, I, I guess, I guess, I, I guess with hip hop, like I didn't think that I would ever feel like I'm an old person listening to hip hop. <laughs> and. Like, I was like, oh, Chance is cool. I didn't realize Chance was for, like, young people. Right. Well, I mean, I think I felt that way more so when we saw him at the bowl. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, I don't know. They're playing. I think before the show, it was, like, in between the opener and Chance, somewhere around there. They're playing like um, All Star by Smash Mouth, right? And it was like the Shrek version. <laughs> the, Sh- the Shrek movie soundtrack version of that song. Like, oh, I bet these kids don't even know. Like, Oh, no, no. You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they played All Star and then they played the Shrek version of the monkeys. I'm a believer. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> and I remember like some some definitely younger person in front of us like knew all the words and was like jamming out to it and then was like jamming out to Vanessa Carlton oh that, my God. that one was it 1000 miles I, I don't know what it, the yeah. really popular one yeah yeah and like he was like clapping along with like the strings I was like I didn't know that was a thing with this song oh my gosh and then they left after like five songs from Chance yeah like, I think it was like, oh, man, like, my parents are here. We got to go, guys. <laughs> I was like, you, I was like, Chance just started. Where are you guys going? This last clip is from the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou episode with Nicole Barlow. In this clip, Nicole apologizes to me for embarrassing me at concerts. Thank you for having me. This has been um, so much fun. It's kind of like the next best thing to getting to embarrass you at a like a normal real life concert. To embarrass me? Yeah, I feel like we have this really long history of me embarrassing you at concerts inspired by like canned wine. When have you embarrassed me at a concert? Well, there was that one time at the Hollywood Bowl where I had um, a bunch of canned wine and we were there to see Spoon uh, and I got way too drunk. 
And I'm pretty sure that Britt Daniel laid down on stage and I screamed at him, keep it sexy, Britt Daniel, like by your ear. Oh, I thought that was awesome. I think Brad was was embarrassed. I don't think I was embarrassed. He was even there for that one. I'm pretty sure I was just like flying solo that night. And I'm just screaming like right next to your ear for Brett Daniel to keep it sexy. So, yeah. For one, that would not embarrass me. Because I feel like that is, that is completely on brand for our friendship. <laughs> I miss that, I, though. <laughs> yeah, but, but too... Um, so Brad was there because Bell and Sebastian was after Spoon. Were they? See, yeah. much can wine. I don't yeah. even remember. And then my friend, um, my friend didn't care for Bell and Sebastian, so Brad had him go get you guys a poster while Bell and Sebastian played. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, Brad loves his posters. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, no, Brad is always in it for like the eBay flip or just the the, the merch aspect. You also had a super fun um, moment during Bell and Sebastian where you got up on the bench because I think they were like, has anyone been here that's been like married for like, I don't know if they said like five years or whatever. And you got up on the bench. You're like, yes, us. And Brad was like, they're not going to bring us on stage. (laughs) Well, I think the saddest part of the story is that we were nowhere near the stage because this is the Hollywood Bowl. And I think we were like in the middle of the giant Hollywood Bowl. So the idea that, uh, we thought that we were going to get noticed is pretty delusional. But you were just having a good time. I wasn't embarrassed. (laughs) Well, this is good to know because I've really been carrying that around with me, Ryan. Really? You thought I was embarrassed by you yelling, keep it sexy, Brit Daniel. (laughs) I don't know. It was really loud. I just figured that maybe that, you know, was inappropriate. One time somebody shooshed me in like one of the boxes at a Decemberist show because I think I was singing. So I might be I might be kind of like hung up on other embarrassments from the bowl. You, you make it sound like we've never gone to a concert together. I know it does sound like that, but it also feels like we have it because all of these things are now in the very distant past. Yeah, so that was that was funny. I, I was cracking up when you when you were yelling, keep it sexy, Brit Daniel. And then I think Brad Brad was just like, this is derivative 70s rock. <laughs> yeah, he's not the biggest Spoon fan, unfortunately. So that was when he should have gone to get a poster. And I could have kept screaming at Brett Daniel. Yeah, I was probably encouraging it. <laughs> I don't think you were discouraging it by any means. No, I wasn't discouraging it, but I was... I, I would not be the one to be like, Nicole, keep it down. <laughs> These are the things that I miss. You know, this pandemic has really uh, taken away the uh, the live music experience. I've been to a couple of like, let's stream some, let's stream a show. I've been to a couple of those now. Ben is, I'm using that term loosely, but like I went to the New Yorker Festival and watched like Fiona Apple perform the other night. And man, it's just weird. You know, you don't get that catharsis and you do not get right. to keep it sexy, Brett Daniel, except to yourself. Yeah. It's not as much. And there's fun. no, there's no Mindy to grab you and just plow you through a bunch of people at a replacements concert. No, not at all. Like recreating that is, uh, is not easy. I'd have to put Brad in a wig and make him, you know, push me through the house. Well, you would have to put Miles in a wig and have him push you through Brad. <laughs> right? There's only three people in my house. I've got my husband and my my tiny son. So that's 
Well, right, but Mindy was so short. That's what I remember. Like Mindy was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take this tall blonde girl and just like drive her through to get to the front." Yeah, exactly. I think you're right. I think I was being used in hindsight as some kind of concert battering ram, which is sad. Sad that I didn't realize I was just being played. Well, I think it was kind of like she just she was because I remember her going, "Let's dance," and you were like, "Okay." <laughs> and I think it was just like. um you know, two girls having a good time, like no one's gonna like yell at us. Yeah. So I don't know if she it was like really like a battering ram situation, but definitely like this is my ticket to the front. Well, it's always fun until uh until someone gets hurt. Although if I had gotten hurt, I think I had had too many gin and tonics to notice. So and this makes it sound like I'm drunk at every concert. Usually I'm not. I think it's honestly just with you. Whether you've listened to one or all of our episodes, thank you for listening. Season one is basically in the books. Please keep an eye out for our holiday special the week before Christmas. We'll be back in 2021. We have a lot of fun collaborations planned with other podcasts. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Have a great rest of your 2020, and I hope we'll see you in 2021. I'll leave you with a conversation between Nicole and I talking about the influence of Iggy Pop on the clothelessness of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, he's always tan and he's always shirtless. Yes. And I like I have to respect it. I, again, like we talked about this um, before we did this podcast, but there's something about being on brand. You know, consistency is important. <laughs> and clearly the joke. And clearly, like, the Chili Peppers worship him because they're trying to do the same thing. I mean, Ketis wishes. Yeah, I'm not saying they are the same thing. Yeah. I'm no, saying, again, but that's, that's the aesthetic they're trying to pull. That is the aesthetic they're trying to pull. And I, I yeah, that is another podcast. <laughs> they're both from Michigan, right? They're both from Detroit. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Detroit boys. Um, Who both moved to the warmest climate they could find. <laughs> because of their proclivity for being shirtless, which makes sense. Get yours, you know? Free the nipple. Free the nips. Thanks for joining us this week on Soundtrack Your Life. Make sure to visit our website, soundtrackyourlife.net, where you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too.